Reverend warriors. Outcasts. Strangers to each other. Bound together to fight an unstoppable empire. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yes. It's a mixture. It is a mixture of Christmas and Christmas. But we are here right as Blood Origin is dropping for episode one of Ballads, Brawlers, and Bloid Blades. God, try and say that quickly. They were big time on the alliteration with these episode titles, as everyone (laughs) knows right now. Uh, Before we get started, just a couple things to go over. First thing is we haven't really officially announced it yet because I'm really slow and bad at it. But we (laughs) are going to be doing a Witcher TTRPG, which is a tabletop RPG, the R. Talsorian Games. We're going to be doing that with some guests, two people that have previously guested on this show, Basic Wit Girl and Chaotic Neutral Goblin, and another friend of the show, Torcules. They will join us along with Lucy to go through a Tale of Bards session, and I will be DMing it. We're going to do that January 7th. Yes, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, I still feel very new to the whole TTRPG D&D world, but I think I'm in very good company. These guys are kind of pro, so I think I'll be fine. <laughs> Who is not a pro is me doing the DM. But... <laughs> You'll be so good at it, though. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be very RP heavy. It's going to be a one shot, which means it's just going to be one session start to end. We'll wrap it up sometime in the usual three hours or so. We will do it live on my Twitch channel. We will also put it up on YouTube in the On the Path channel. So look mm-hmm. to our socials for more information on that. But that's going to be a blast. Another bit of information was just today, there's an Entertainment Weekly article that came out with the title of The Witcher Season 3, Episode 1. And what is that title? It's going to be called Shaharawed. And I feel like the Netflix writers, the Netflix gods have secretly been listening to all of our podcasts and all of Brett's streams. And they've said, you know what, let's throw this guy a bone. This is proof that whining, bitching, moaning, and complaining (laughs) to nobody in particular works. I'm kind of on a roll here because during the World Cup final, I was Mm -hmm. trash-talking and shit-talking Lionel Messi. And every time I did it, he instantly either almost scored or scored. And just yesterday on my stream, I happened to read off something from Shaharawin and was like, oh, it's one of the things they left out. I wish they wouldn't have left it out. Like all being pouty, bitchy, baby-like. Very Geralt-like from the books. Mm. And sure enough, that's today. And I won't, I've talked about it before, I'm sure sometime in other episodes. Yeah. I won't spill anything about it, but it is my absolute favorite scene in part of the book of any game, book, whatever you name of it. It's amazing. I was so disappointed that they left it out of season two, but the fact they're leading off with it, season mm. three, to me, I already like season three. It's already my favorite season, just from this alone. Good. And you think the way they left season two, could it tie quite nicely into this story? Yeah. And I read in this, I guess, skip ahead if you don't want zero any spoilers, but obviously I don't know anything. But it mentioned in the article that in this, Yen will be with them. It'll be Geralt and Siri there. And it said that Yen will be telling another version of what happens. It's okay. Geralt telling Siri about this Shaharawa, these elven ruins, and somebody that may have already been mentioned in the show or not and this time yen's going to be there so in a way this could be one of those things where it's going to be different from the books but the addition of yen can again 
tie them more to a family together. So we've talked mm-hmm. about often about how well, their family didn't feel like it. All three of them they yeah. start off together. They're going to be traveling. They're going to go through this major thing. Well, well, it's a major thing to me. It's really not that major, but I'm just so glad they're doing it. And it gives me a lot of hope for the season. Cool. And do you think it could be like a full episode, this story, or could it, would it just be like a, a snippet? Uh, I mean, the way they kind of really seem to go, 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 I doubt mm-hmm. they would kind of draw it out. But at the same time, yeah. episode one of season two, the Novellan episode, mm-hmm. that was all very tightly contained and not, quote, much happened broadly. So I don't think it will be it, but I have no idea what they can do with all the other things. Right. You know, it could be an hour-long episode and them three and Shaharawit and what they're doing, everything there could be, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And then it's right. 30, 40 minutes of the politics and everybody else mm-hmm. into that sense. So I'm just so glad that they even named it the title of the episode. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, he's going to be so buzzing. <laughs> yes, it, is, it has made my day. It's been a very good couple of days as we're here on mm-hmm. December 21st. Now, you, some people might think, wait, how are they talking about this already? How do they have an episode of Blood Origin dropping right as the show gets released? We are very fortunate, like we did Witcher Season 2 and Nightmare of the Wolf, to get screeners, meaning mm-hmm. Netflix has sent us codes to watch it early. Seen some things, and it could be other podcasts, I won't name any names or anything like that, have kind of taken it in the shorts and people have complained saying, oh, they've been bought off or blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. No. And we both have experience of going to Netflix events and what all it entails. And I'll speak mine from going to the New York premiere, this special premiere of it, of The Witcher season two last December. Netflix flew me out, put me up in a hotel, gave me a $500 gift card, basically $500 cash, took me to the Netflix offices, showed all this. At no point did anybody in writing or kind of like nudge, nudge ever say, well, we really hope you enjoy it and tell people how much you enjoyed it. I was never pressured to give a positive review. Yeah. There was none of that. And there's nothing in these screeners. The only thing it tells us in these screeners is here's, here's a list of spoilers you what cannot, not to say. for you not to say. And there's a review embargo before a certain date. And that date was like last week or the 12th or something like that to yeah. give like any reviews. That's why you're seeing it before. So to get that out, if you're upset that maybe we liked part of the show or liked some of it and you just want to hate it or something, that's not the case. We are not paid off. I would gladly cash my Netflix check and brag about being paid off if I could. Pay me to do good reviews. (laughs) I'm here if you guys want to send the money over. Um, But yeah, it's it's kind of absurd to think that people would be paid off, to be honest, especially people who have spent, you know, so long doing Witcher podcasts and stuff and have, have criticized things before in a constructive way i think yeah it would be silly of netflix to ask that i think it would be really discrediting to themselves and like you said none nobody from netflix has ever asked either of us to do that so yeah and i that would obviously get out that they would yeah. do it and you can't do it i'm sure that's some kind of plugola payola kind of thing yeah. that i remember back from my radio days but that is not the case so again i really hope that people come into this show with at least an open mind of it. If you come Mm. into this wanting to hate it because you hate everything and you're upset that Henry Cavill left and blah, 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 then you're going to hate it. If your mind's made up, that's it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But like, as as we'll get into, I've had such a good time watching these episodes. Uh, Well, I've only watched the first two episodes so far. Um, And it's just great. And if, yeah, like you said, if you hate The Witcher, you are going to hate it. And enjoy that. (laughs) 
Yeah. So we've only seen, we both only seen the first two episodes. We didn't yeah. watch three and four. So anything we speculate on will not be anything we know. So if we predict yeah. or say, where is this going or where do we think it's ending? We truly don't know. The only thing we know is up to episode two. And without mm -hmm. putting the cart before the horse, there really wasn't too much like yeah. end game or anything big that was even revealed in episode two. So a lot of this is just going to be pure speculation. Exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to watch three and four tomorrow. <laughs> I know I might. Ooh, yeah, I'm probably gonna do that tomorrow also. When I but, travel home as well, I'll get them watched then. Yep. But we will get that in due time. So here we go with episode one of Blood Origin of Ballads, Brawlers, and Bloodied Blames. And a quick synopsis here. This comes from the Netflix thing. A tavern brawl puts Ayla. Why did I, yeah. I just really just Isle, almost, Isle. I was I was like, Isle, no. <laughs> puts Ayla on a collision course with destiny. Emotions destiny. get the best of Fial after a close call. And a royal betrayal leads to bloodshed. Or seven estranged warriors <laughs> who come together to fight an unstoppable empire, bring humans and monsters to the world via the conjunction of the spheres, and create the very first version of a witcher. And that was what described by the storyteller, or Sean Shay. How do you, Sean Shea, is that how you Where say is that? it? Sean Shea, who's yeah, that? Yeah, storyteller, mini driver. Ah, yes. Sean I'm not Shea. sure what that word is. <laughs> I don't either because I don't think they actually said her name. I just saw that mm, from like the cast No, list. they didn't actually. Yeah, I was right. putting it in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we start off being thrust directly into the middle of a battle scene. And this was, I thought this was a really cool way to start where it's like upside down. It was, very yeah. Very disorienting. I was sat in the cinema like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, because Lucy, you actually saw the premiere in london mm -hmm. so you had a very different experience watching these first two episodes way before yeah. everybody else with the cast around there and all wind up and dying yeah <laughs> wine and popcorn and uh it's actually just really nice to watch it on the big screen like i feel like so much television now is such high budget that it it kind of belongs in the cinema and on the on the massive screen so it was really special seeing it up there yeah, it's very smart of them also to do that because of the communal aspects of something yeah. that's special. It's going to make it without them saying, hey, enjoy this and tell people enjoy it. You're almost going to naturally do it. Just Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, I couldn't stop talking about it. It was such a nice experience. So this battle scene is between Tamaria and for the first time mentioned the Squirtel. Another thing that just made me smile because the Squirtel yeah. was not mentioned in season two with Francesca or any of them. And I was honestly thinking, like, are they are they just gonna cut the square tail? Because they've done so much with the elves. But mm -hmm. they're mentioning it here, it's laying the groundwork that, that they're definitely gonna come up with season three. Because I was just sat through this whole fight sequence, like before he meets up with Mini Driver. I was just like, what is actually going on here? Why is Yaskir in the middle of this? And bless Yaskir is just so not belonging in the middle of a fight like this you can tell the way he's like whimpering around and screaming and fuck 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 you're like he needs to get out of there um and yeah it comes to light that the squirtel have come to save yaskir from these tamarians um that's what mini driver uh, sort of spec or says when she arrives so but it was such a cool opening shot and the way like the axe just suddenly freezes right in front of his head very yeah, cool and they got the the uh, f bomb the fuck quota out of the way very quickly. So quickly, yeah. <laughs> they did, and they did that in season two also. I mean, episode two as well. Like the first interaction, a guy drops three to four f bombs within a two second span. And I was really, like, I can't remember that. I'll have to yeah, show we'll, for it. We'll when we record in like two weeks, um, we'll get yeah. that one right there. <laughs> but just the elves are rescuing Yaskier, played by Joey Beatty, who I, I've grown very accustomed to. 
yeah after season two and then going back and watching season one and his hat here i gotta get that hat oh that is when like he dumb. starts to like see himself yeah when he dumb. sees himself yeah. in mini in the storytellers yes mini drivers character as soon as i saw that hat i'm like well i need that is that not quite similar to the one that you have with the big feather in it it is, but it looks like a little bit. Mine is just so fucking big. Mine it's is ridiculous. Too, it's so big. <laughs> like it's, it's it is. It's so big, and I need to actually put some padding in it to make sure it actually stands because it kind of goes mm -hmm. around. But yes, mine is obscenely big. That one's a little <laughs> bit more. It seems a bit more flat. Also, yes. just saw a trailer for a French language Three Musketeers that is coming oh. out next year. Eva Green and Vincent Cassell are in it. Oh wow! And it, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, another three musketeers. And then like five seconds into the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the costumes yeah. <laughs> and it's French language, too. So that kind of makes it kind yeah. of not realism, but just authenticity, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It'll have a totally different vibe. It does. And they all have those musketeer type hats. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. I'm going to eventually <laughs> just get that fully on, get that full cosplay on. Yeah. But the uh, Yaskier is recruited by this time traveling storyteller, the previously mentioned Sunshine Mini Driver, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who needs him to tell the story of the conjunction of the spheres and the creation of the first Witcher. A very interesting start to this and almost narrative device for the story mm -hmm. we're going to see. Yeah, I love it. I love that he gets so excited about hearing her story and he grabs his pen and gets his. Um, so it's a loot. It is a loot, right? It's a loot, yeah. It's a loot, yeah. And I, I kind of love this little Yaskier moment. That's an S tier loot right there. Oh yeah, yeah. He saw it and his eyes lit up. <laughs> and we, I, we didn't get really confirmation of it. Yaskier is led to believe that the first Witcher was an elf. Yeah. And she, she doesn't confirm or deny, but he's glad mm. that that's gonna piss Geralt off. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm so excited to see how this ties in to series three of the netflix show like is there going to be references back to this story or like how is it going to work i'm so so intrigued we'll get to the girl the blonde-haired girl yeah where we're going to get to next with ns dub and it's definitely going to connect it through her ithlian I mean, we're not everyone's seen the first episode yeah no and one's watching after, like yeah. a scene and then listening to us talk about it and then watch <laughs> a scene and then listen to us so that'd be wild if somebody actually did that we need to timestamp it so <laughs> You know what? I saw a podcast that, can, that was timestamps. I don't know how to do that. Oh, I know how to do it on YouTube, but... Yeah, but I saw the one podcast I listened to was timestamps oh. in the podcast. I'm like, I need to look up. You figure that out. Easy. That. Yeah. yeah. All right, so next up, we're on Inish Dub. Is that right? Inish Dub. in the far yeah. northern seas. A woman named The Lark, played by Sophia Brown, has come to an island to sing... I guess no one has sang there in a long time. Yeah, that's what the guy said. He said there's been no music on the aisles for years. But they know who she is. They've heard like, of her song, The Lark. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But she also came there to beat the shit out of some tavern goers, which is part of yeah. the course of any Witcher story or anything like this. As usual, someone gets a little grabby with a young tavern wench or something like that. Gets mm -hmm. super grabby. She beats the hell out of them, throws some knives in the quads yeah. of some of them all in the knees and the quads yeah yes the knees and i'm just okay Damn. that seems like it's kind of close to some pretty meaty veins there like that's not really <laughs> just taking somebody out but i guess uh she's that good at throwing them mm -hmm. and she spins this yarn about a the lowborn rising up and it's the black rose which we will hear and it's another thing when i first heard it i'm like yeah that's okay 
and then you hear it later in this episode yeah. and then i heard it again today on the rewatch and i'm like okay now that's that's i've been singing it yeah, yeah i've been singing it all day it's a great little song and i also just love the the throwing knives i think that's a really cool mm-hmm. we see it quite a lot throughout this episode her way of fighting is so cool with the throwing knives and then she'll grab two more out and she'll grab some more out. she just seems to be so i don't know it's such an interesting way of seeing people fight in this show especially it is especially also when you come to not not oh it's about realism or authenticity or something like that yeah. someone like fjall it makes sense that this dude got massive traps he's a big guy yeah. he's gonna have a big axe two-handed yeah. axe he's gonna be powerful but someone like the actress sophia brown she doesn't Look that big, strong, you know, it's very quick. It's very lithe. It makes yeah. sense that you would just boom, quick attack. And she's not got big armor on or anything like that. She's no. very nimble. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Fjall doesn't really have armor on either, which. He did have like, know. when he was in the, yeah, in the, the clan, big fight, he yeah. had a big chest piece on. But other than that, no, he doesn't anymore. I guess he got banished and he, of his own yeah. honor, he can't wear armor now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess he can't do it. Next, we go farther south down in Zintria, the newly crowned king Alvatir, I kept yep. saying Altavir, so I'm probably going to say Altavir again. <laughs> Alvatir, yeah. King Alvatir, Mark Rowley in his aggressively Scottish accent. I'm obsessed with all the accents in this show, honestly. It's class. It um, is, I love it. But his is just, I had oh. to pause it and rewind it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, oh man. Yeah, it's so good. It is out of control. Uh, he takes to the streets to visit and all hell breaks loose. And yeah. we learn that the royal protectors are Dog Clan, the greatest warrior, Fjall Stoneheart, Lawrence O'Farin? Sure. Okay. You should know that. I know. I've been trying to learn how to say it. I think it's Furin. Lawrence O'Furin. 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 There we go. Saves the princess and then bangs her. <laughs> <laughs> That's his reward. I was just like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. And he did it. He did. And he one did thing it. one thing we'll get to, if we get to in the final thoughts, we'll get to it in this scene over there, is for those that don't know, perhaps, because you don't follow as closely as we do, this show initially started as six episodes, and then they condensed it into four episodes. Hmm. And one thing they've had to do, obviously, is a lot of exposition. And we didn't go over, go over it that they named like all the characters in like a character yeah, yeah. story intro in there. And so that I was another like thing that... that. I like it, but I at the time I'm watching, I'm like, okay, that's no, that's that's who, that's, and then I forget like yeah. all of them until they didn't there. So mm-hmm. this is the thing here where we have the storyteller again as this narrative device, kind yeah. of telling us what's going on. And I'm assuming that this is the biggest change. Is they're like, okay, we have to go from six episodes to four. Mm-hmm. We then need to bring in somebody to talk over it. How do we do that without it being a character in here? And yes. they did it with Yaskier and the storyteller and Mm -hmm. at first it was like kind of some of it can be kind of clunky but it works for me because it's telling me what i need to know whatever that's good let's get going yeah i really like it as well like i feel like had they had something similar in series one of the witcher to explain all the time jumps people would have been a lot less mad about them (laughs) yeah but like i kind of like that this is just you know it's a short four episode thing we're telling the story it makes sense to have like a narrator and someone just filling in the blanks. I also think that they have somebody voiceovering at that. Again, I don't know. I truly don't. I think everybody's going to die. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with the Rogue One prediction that Rogue we have. Rogue One, We're, yeah, I agree. They're all going to come together and then they're all going to have to do something and it's going to be their sacrifice. Yeah. And they are going to be forgotten to history like 
mm-hmm. the soon to be exiled Fiora's father tells him. And so that's why I think they had to bring in this thing to where they all died. Everything goes into there and we'll see mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to stick with the rogue one thoughts that we've had before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you fully. And then, uh, the, I, I'm still not sure who this like first witcher is going to be. Yeah. I'm still like, I have no idea where that's going to come from in this story at the moment, but yeah. I I'm... don't think it's going to be any of these people. You don't think it's going to be one of the seven? If it was, if it's Ayla, if it's a female oh, elf. there will be hell on, and I there, will be obsessed with it. <laughs> there will be, yeah, but there will be, I will just turn off Twitter. I will just turn everything Yeah, I'm leaving off. Twitter. Sorry, guys, I can't cope. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're going to take about a two-week podcast sabbatical, if they do that, yeah. just because, not to protest it, don't think that. No. I don't want to see, again, all the neck beers and everybody just like. I don't want to watch the world burn. Like, no. that's how it's going to be. But that would be cool, though. Yeah, and it mentioned in here, like, the conjecture of the spheres, and this is basic Witcher lore. This is when monsters and humans came. If anybody is confused, at this point in the show, everybody is an elf. Or dwarf, sorry, the elder races. There are no humans here. They don't fucking know what a human is. And I think when we see this conjunction happen in the show, that somehow when the humans come, I think they'll use a human. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be an elf or a dwarf. But who knows? Yeah, no, be. I agree. That, that sounds like it makes sense. All right, so Fjall and Merwin, the princess, played by Mirren Mack, they get caught banging, and he gets exiled by his father. The, we'd be too easy just to execute him and put his head on a pike. He needs mm-hmm. a dishonor. Exiled, his name will be forgotten. Yep, and also it would be, as uh, Fjall says later, it would be shameful on the crown if he was to be executed in front of everybody, and uh, they just want to try and keep it on the on the down low so uh, they just get rid of him quietly yep. out the back door and drama the crown i'm sure has something like this right oh possibly i've never watched it yeah but i would just assume it would as bridgerton um some kind of uncouth affair not yet not well yet. Okay. Mm, kind of yeah yeah kind of don't want to spoil it for you because when you watch it you know <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Merwin, in her not-as-aggressive Scottish accents, has high hopes for the future due to the past of their civilization and kingdom, and she wants to be useful as an advisor. (laughs) Who are we kidding? She's going to be married off because that's what good little sisters do to kings. Uh Yep, she gets married off to the widow king of Prussia. The lark back in Inishdub. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah, I think so, The Lark, when she beat up all those tavern goers, is because they were going after this girl. This girl is super impressed by the tattoos in this Raven Clan history. Like, ultimately impressed. Like, a little kid would be at a like, rock so star. She's so cute, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, what? No. That's your mom. Raven. Yeah. That's your mom. That's so and cute. This altered violin, and I, sh- I forgot to look up the name of what this instrument is called. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't either. I don't. Either. I mean, I'm assuming it is like an actual instrument. I play the yeah. traditional violin, so. Do you? I look down on this. Yeah, that's the main thing I've played. Um, no way! I didn't know you did that. Yeah, it would take me. It would take me. I bet a solid week to get back up and try to right. get it back yeah. in there. Mainly because the dexterity of my mm-hmm. increasingly broken hands <laughs> uh, might yeah. not be as good. But it might. Yeah, it take me a little bit of time to do that. This girl, Ithlian. Did that name ring a bell to you? It did, yes. I think she maybe has a prophecy for us at some point. 
Yes, or this several? is it. This is Ithlian and Ithlian's prophecy that Siri did in season one that they talk about. The seed burst into flames, the child of the elder blood, everything about Siri. This is her. This is the Ithlian. And I put a link in our notes here to the Gwent card because the Ithlian Gwent card is just awesome. Like all Gwent card art is. Hers is, yeah. again, one of the better ones of just in this trance. But she says she has fits, visions, and a sickness. Yeah, she feels it, it's quite sad, actually. She's sort of seems like she feels like an outcast like people obviously treat her differently because of these this sickness that she thinks she has where she just goes into fits and um her wee mother is just the only one that kind of comforts her i think and then she has found a friend in ayla as well yeah and it'll be later on but we can just talk about it now she mentions she has this vision for ayla and ayla talks about it with her mother and her mother's like yeah all her visions come true yeah yeah, like not even just oh yeah every now and then but it's like no all of them he's like <laughs> all of them do and i'm like okay i can see again a society like this putting it back with like actual medieval stuff like joan of arc who said she had visions and the english were like all right well we're gonna envision you burning on a stake <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you're a witch and we don't like you but something like here if oh, she has all these visions and they come true Mm -hmm. I would, I don't know. I'm always wondering again, maybe it's because it's this 21st century mindset, 20th century mindset. I would mm -hmm. just be like, okay, she is special because she's proving it because she yeah. has these visions and it happens. So it's either she is a witch, we're going to kill her and burn her, or <laughs> she's our new god. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would be curious as to why they would not listen. But I, th I think maybe, maybe like in that sort of era, that sort of time, and it was not real time, but um maybe they'd just be so skeptical like if they haven't heard something do they think it's just a story they're hearing it or they're just not entirely trusting whereas if it was now there'd be someone like live streaming it on twitch there'd be someone <laughs> tweeting about it like this girl's done this like taking yeah. pictures so there'd be proof it'd have been a 1-900 number back yeah. in the 90s <laughs> or something like that but this is very backwards so maybe that's the case back in zinthria captain eridin Another name dropped in here, another big-time yeah. character that has not been introduced in the show. So if you played the games, you've read the books, you know who this is. He is aghast, aghast, that the king wants to end this thousand-year war. Chief Sage Baylor, Lenny Henry, who I know you know very well. Yeah, it just still kind of <laughs> is weird to me. Is he a comedian? I don't think, no, I think he might have done some comedy. This is okay. what I was thinking. Whenever I was thinking this earlier, I was like, yeah, I know who he is, but like, I don't know what he's in. I feel like he's just kind of like this well-known UK household name. He's done a bit of comedy. He's been on like telly. But if you were to say like, give me his like filmography, I have no idea. Apart from Witcher. I've watched a fair amount of British TV, especially back like in the 90s when we had yeah. PBS. TV shows like that, Are You Being Served? I know Faulty Towers from like the 70s, but it's a lot of stuff like that watched a lot of it i've never heard of him and the first yeah. i heard of him he was in the rings of power and it was oh, kind yeah, of a, yeah. it wasn't a haha -ha funny part but it's definitely not like this he's the he's very the big serious bad. yeah he's the baddie i think he might also i feel like he might have been on a tv advert and that's where i know him from i'm gonna have to google it later and i'll write it in our discord or something but i there is some reason why this lenny henry is stuck in my head Okay, yeah, he seems to be at least having a good moment for him. Oh my god, yes. But we saw him earlier, speaking of an assassination attempt with this disembodied voice. Uh, mm -hmm. He defers advice here saying, you know, I just, I just have to give magical thoughts. I'm no longer an advisor. 
and mm-hmm. nobody seems happy about it. And you don't have to be too observant to realize, oh yeah, they're going to kill this dude. This king is a dead man walking. Yes, because nobody's agreeing with him. It seems that everyone, it, not not only do they disagree, they actively think what he's doing is really, really bad. So they're just kind of like, or at least in terms of with regards to what they want to do. So yeah, it's pretty much like, okay, this guy's going to die, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Very open about it, yelling, sire. I'm like, whoa, they need to check that tone. Yes, like, in the is, big echoey room. Yes, this is the king doing it. <laughs> All right, so back with the lark. She uses Fjall's pen. Oh, I didn't. Oh, fuck. I forgot they got thrown in a cell. Whoops. Oh, they did. Yeah. And Oops. they meet. Ooh. All right. They get thrown. <laughs> uh, Lark is thrown to a cell with Fjall. They're reminiscing about days past and how they got there. And then Fjall is released. We can tell that these two clans from different kingdoms are the rival enemies. They're both the guardians, the uh, mm-hmm. Raven clan to Prussia and dog clan to Zinthria. They don't like each other. They fought before. I love that Ayla knows exactly who he is. Yeah. She did it to her cousin and all that. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his beautiful Irish accent. Yeah. So good. Yeah, Fjall. We're going to gush enough about Fjall. So yeah. Just... As soon as I finished watching the two episodes at the premiere, I was like, yep, everyone's going to simp for Fjall. And I'm fine with it. I'm there with you guys. Yeah, usually I'm not into like usually I'm not bothered by Irish people at all like you know like when you come from somewhere and I'm a bit like yeah. oh don't not into Irish people like I'm obsessed with him he's class he he to me was definitely I mean like I said I we enjoy the show and we can say that but definite bright spots H- him and her together oh, yeah. this, is, this is my favorite part. this is when the show is at its best when them two are together mm-hmm. when it's small stakes when they're trying to figure out the next place to go and we don't have to think about the beast and the monoliths. We don't have to think about the larger world building. It's small scale. It's what Rogue One was, where it's, yes. yes, there's a whole thing going on, and there's Jedi, and there's all this other crap. But it's like, no, we have a mission. This is our mission. And to them, yes. it's get out of this jail cell. So I'm super enjoying it at these moments. Yeah, I love it too. And their their fighting is so cool as well. Like, I love that she just went straight in on him. She's like, I'm going to take your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, just, at the end when they told her uh, yeah, yeah. To, to go against the wall there. It's ridiculous, but it's so funny and it's so well done. Yeah, so Fjall gets bailed out. The Lark yeah. uses Fjall's pendants to pick this lock and she pieces out. But her sister has arrived to say, hey, you got to go back home. Peace treaty. This whole treaty. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, treaty does, and all yeah. that. And it's the same thing with Fjall. Fjall has his cousin, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Fjall has his cousin. Same thing, they show up. Perfect timing. They're probably on the same boat. There's probably not too many boats out there. They just <laughs> were both incognito. But we get here with Ithlian is upset at her leaving, and then she has this fit of a vision. And I've wrote down here what she said. The time of the spheres is upon us. See, the Ithlian's prophecy is like time of the white frost and the white. Yeah. Yeah, is, is nigh. The time of the spheres is upon us. World will eat worlds. Emerald skies. Fire will summon a new dawn. A great beast born shall be slain by your blade. Two apart shall become two as one. The lark's most precious notes shall be the key to all things. And a quest in the name of your clan will bring you redemption. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of things there to kind of like piece and speculate on. The two apart shall become one. Like that's the conjunction. It's like the two worlds colliding, I would assume. The Emerald Skies, to me, the only thing I think of Emerald, I think of Ciri's Eyes. I don't know. Yeah. That, 
if Ithin's prophecy, that probably means nothing. And then, like, the beast being slain by your blade. We see a big beast in this. But it could be, you know, double meanings here where we look at it, we're like, oh, that means that, that means that, and then maybe it doesn't. It turns out to mean something entirely different, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what it is. But they leave, and I don't know if we're going to see Ithlian again. It's a very interesting yeah. intro that they had. Yeah, because she stays on in Ishtub, doesn't she? Yeah, and she's, uh, like, she's like knocked out from her vision. Exactly, yeah. She's. Um, I think uh, Ayla leaves something for her, and she says, I'm sorry, I can't wait, but I have to go. And then they set off on their journey. Yeah, was it like a was it like a flute? It wasn't. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, it wasn't the bow. Flute. No, like, I think yeah. it was a little like tin recorder, tin whistle type a thing. Tin whistle. I love but the not tin whistle. Tin, flogging yeah. Molly. Flogging <laughs> Molly has the tin whistle. That's the first time I ever heard a tin whistle. I love flogging Molly. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I've heard flogging Molly. They are they're Irish, but they're based out of like L.A. They've been around for like okay. twenty some odd years. There's lots of American Irish bands. Yeah, the that Drop I have Kick never Mur heard of. Dropkick Drop Murphys, Murphys being one, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, the um, shipping up to Boston. Love that song. Yeah, that's Dropkick Murphys, but they are Irish Americans, like from Boston. But yes. Flogging Molly, like the main singer, is like from Ireland. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I mean, it's it's a very very Irish accent <laughs> too when he's singing. It's not one Class. of those. Was that guy from? No, no, he is letting that Irish accent fly. Good, Dublin, we love like that. I love that. Proper Dublin. All right, so some assassins attack, and I am a sucker for any kind of mask. And these masks oh. look like metallic and whatnot. Yeah. Love them. They're completely impractical, but I absolutely yeah. love them from an aesthetic standpoint. It's like your blokes from like Marine in Game of Thrones that tried to attack Daenerys. They've all got those masks on. It's so scary, actually. Like, because you've got like suddenly 10 people step out of a crowd and they've all got this mask on. Yeah. And you think, shit. Yeah. But yeah, th there was two or three people here, I think. Two or three assassins. There was, I think there was a little bit more. I think it was about like, yeah, there's a good amount of bodies there. Oh, there were three yeah, that's different right. Locations, three different clans. Three yeah, kingdoms. they checked the three bodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they kicked, uh, or they killed a little bit more than that. But yeah, the attack, Fjall saves her kind of, he doesn't really save her. She killed a lot, but he kind of hits yeah. one as she might have been like, it's not a damsel in distress kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yes, they she figure out, yeah, they figure out soldiers from each kingdom are part of the assassins and they piece together that the armies are making a move against the monarchies to keep this thousand year war going. So both of their families had come to warn them about the treaty and yeah. to get back. But uh, this kind of leads them to believe that the armies are going against it anyway. And uh, it's all about to hit the fan, really. Yep. The They agree to link up mortal enemies and the Lark is dead because their sister was killed. Long live Ayla and one has become two. Mm. That was a really sad moment, actually. I was really shocked by that when the arrow suddenly went through her sister's chest. Um, I hate those moments. I know it, when after after I was like, okay, that was obvious or something bad was going to happen because they were like, oh, sisters, we're back together. We're going to go and see our family. And then it's like, yeah. zoom, zoom. I just, I, we weren't attached to her in any way, you know? Well, like, yeah, yeah. It, it I was... felt for Ayla. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing where, again, it's it's the first episode. It's more or less for her character and less for us. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's probably going to die. But it was, again, very emotional in the fact that, yeah, Fial's like, who's the warrior? She's like, my sister. He's like, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah he's like, well, bit, I got that to say. Now. <laughs> yeah. But, yep, the Lark, R.I.P. Back in Zintria, the peace treaty is to be signed. And, oh, there it is. You know, this well-located place, and everybody's there. During Altavir's speech, 
Baylor just bounces and walks out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, something, is, something fishy. That you're just firing up a flare of just, hey, something's not right here of him doing mm-hmm. that. And then Aridin and Merwin leave. And I'll admit this. This kind of surprised me. Yes. Mer- Merwin slit in the throat. Merwin was involved, yeah. Yeah. Merwin slit the throat, which we'll find out. That's Fjall's sister, right? It is, yeah. It's Fjall's okay. sister. Yeah. So when she did that, I was like, oh, okay. I did not expect that. I expected Baylor. I expected Aridin. Mm-hmm. to do it but i did not expect merwin to be part of it yeah because you see like two people from each clan seem to step away into the darkness and then you see baylor and Aridin go out and then she's suddenly like oh i'm feeling sick and i was like oh she's just gonna get caught up in this on accident because she feels sick randomly and then she just fucking slices her throat i was like oh shit okay merwin okay she empress slits it. <laughs> so she is part of it as well a great beast attacks and vaporizes everyone. And poor uh, Altavir pulls out his sword for a last stand and just gets vaporized like that. Yeah. Do you know what? I did not like this monster. You didn't? No. And I usually really like monsters and stuff in the show, but this just felt like really corny to me. I don't know. I like, it felt like so far-fetched. Like, I love the monsters in The Witcher that are kind of like, I love the lesson that it's like a big tree and it's just like coming to life and was it the Some vaporizing? The, I think it was the vaporizing. Yeah, the vaporizing was very sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. And I, and then like he's flying around, he's really strange looking monster. Like he doesn't look anything like what would come from this world, which is fine. That's what it's supposed to look like. But then when it started vaporizing everyone, I was like, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind I didn't mind the look of it. Yeah. Um although I will say this, maybe it was my monitor. I watched it at first on my phone. And mm-hmm. it was fine. I watched it again today on my monitor, and it seemed – it didn't look very good. It didn't look – Oh, really? It didn't, look, it didn't look too good to me, but it might just be my monitor settings. I was also doing it on my lesser monitor. But I, I, the look of it was fine to me. Like the movement, I thought, oh, okay, it looks very dragon-esque. But, yeah, the vaporizing yeah. to me was just like, oh, like, I mean, this is the fucking Witcher. Gore. Yeah. Like, don't just do fire. Don't make it like a dragon, but just have something in there where, like, rips people apart. And you just throw That's fucking what I would blood expect. Like, give us yeah. that metal – like the whole thing with like Declan Debara is like it's fucking metal because like that yeah. dude's metal as hell and he wants the Witcher to be metal as hell. Do that shit here, man. Start just fucking spraying the wall, yeah. everything with blood and gore and bile. Like just gross us the fuck out. That's what I was expecting. I thought, oh shit, this is going to be like a massacre. And then it kind of just zaps everyone. I was like, that's really out of place. The Didn't only thing like I witchery. can think of is if that zapping is like moving them somewhere but it's not oh no because they did kind of go blood didn't they oh did they it was red for sure i thought there was just the mist oh but maybe oh maybe maybe no 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 i don't think that at all like they're dead because as it says in there this wipes out a thousand years of monarchies of kingdoms and clans erased and it's a golden empire with merwin as empress because even after a coup like that you still have to have the closest blood yeah. for the claim it's like yeah like you just wiped out like everything in there do whatever you want yeah it's like, like, you know, but as, as we'll see they kind of do it because she loves it she loves being emperor she wants to make everything better she's kind of a really interesting character um mm-hmm. i don't know where they're gonna go with her no because yeah. she's obviously just taken part in something really horrific she just killed her brother like absolutely she killed her brother yeah. she killed like her protector Everybody. she's killed everyone and it but she does seem to have these weirdly naive good intentions like she thinks it's all for like the greater good i got a thing in there because they're kind of tying it golden empire and all that as well 
But yeah, so she does love it. But Aridin and Baylor are already plotting when they need to get rid of her. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, she's a good face for the masses to keep the people happy. But as soon as we're ready, she's out. Okay, so my favorite quote from this, my favorite line from this was Baylor when this is going on, saying, "Faced with chaos, the people will always choose order, no matter the cost." And yes, is dead on. Yeah, exactly right. He's actually got you know. He's evil, obviously, but like he has some of the best lines in this episode, I think. Yeah, I really, I really like him, and I was also really hoping that he would have been like a comedic actor, just so people yeah. would be like, "I can't believe," <laughs> you know, he's doing because again, he's very good. He's very, he's not fully stone faced. He's not, you know, like yeah. that. Um, I'm still, I'm really confused by his scenes with this kind of talking voice. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I don't have no I idea. Really no idea. okay that's good i'm glad i'm not there by myself <laughs> all right at galith galith yeah galth Gilf. galth there you go former prishia <laughs> the port city is bustling with expositional background characters <laughs> okay so this is again i understand why they need to do it it's fine they need to catch this stuff up they don't have time we've condensed Six episodes into four i'm just poking fun and having fun here but the entirety <laughs> of the first 40 minutes is summed up in like 40 seconds yeah. with these four or five characters. I don't know what conversation they were having if someone's just a, like a long lost friend that just woke up from a huge coma yeah. and they were saying it, but these characters are just ripping off this just exposition after I exposition. Love it. it was so funny. It's just like these two just sit. She says outside, we need to go get some people drunk and ask them what the clock <laughs> is. And they sit down just and there's down. four people just like, well, Merwin's done all this. And it's like, oh, how convenient. <laughs> She's killed her brother. They've wiped out everybody. Prishia signed off. There's nobody here. Yes, yes. It's, it's <laughs> super convenient. Again, we're just having fun. We understand why it needs to happen. We need to artificially draw it out. Just have it. Also insert dumbass NPC tavern character who talks shit to the armed guards. Oh my God, I know. And they slam his fucking face like three or four times straight into the table. I'm like, dude, I don't even feel bad for you. No, for you being had to come fucking in. fucking stupid. This is so similar to the very beginning of Witcher 3 in um, White Orchard where one guy comes in and is like, you need to take those Tamarian lilies down or whatever the, the banner was. And then another guy comes in and is like, you need to put them back up and they just all get into a big row over nothing. And it's just all to do with the changing of armor and the changing yeah. of suits and changing of colors and it all just goes to shit. And But yeah, you're right. Why is he like, obviously he's drunk, he's in a tavern, but why are they talking shit to these guards and the way he just smacks his head on the table is ridiculous. Mm. He's like, I ain't no one going to tell me I'm not pushing anymore. You got that cunt by the ball. And it's like, yeah. just, dude. And they just Jesus. slam his table down. Like, yeah, anybody see these two people? This also reminded me, and shameless Patreon plug here, as we are doing a watchmentary over Witcher season one of episode three, the Striga episode, yeah. when that stable guy or the innkeeper goes up to Geralt's like, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. And Geralt takes like two steps towards them. The guy's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's yeah, like, actually shit. I am. Yeah, yeah. he's like, he's a fucking Witcher. And it's not like it's from a distance and you're like, I don't know how tall he is. He's already fucking tall. Anyway. Yeah, stupid NPCs. <sighs> stupid NPCs <laughs> in the games and the books. And the show. Yeah, <laughs> they're all everywhere. There. They'll do that. <laughs> all right, back at Zinthria, they've invoked slave labor uh, to put up the monoliths. One guy falls down, so they beat him. So I'm like, okay, well, they got that covered. Baylor is clearly in control of Aridin and says to end this folk tale of the clan warriors now. Yeah, that was my favorite quote of his, okay. where he's being, up, he's being updated about Fjall and um, Aelan. 
Eridan's basically saying, yeah, they got away, but we're we're going to get them, don't worry. And he goes, yeah, that's a heroic folktale waiting to happen. You need to end it. I think it's the next episode they mention this when they're like in the taking the bath together or soaking together. Yeah. When he says again, he's like, look, this is going to rally people. Like, fucking kill them. Stop messing yeah. around with them. And it's like, it Baylor, needs to end. why don't you fucking do it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but he understands the power of a good story and the, yeah. and the song. You're clearly a control freak. Like, don't count on Captain Aridin yeah. to do it. Which that's a uh, that's a whole other topic we need to have is whatever we don't want to be spoilery in that case. Oh, Fiala regales about Sindral, yes, uh, a mage in Zintria who used a dwarven monolith to open a gateway between worlds. Is this the first time we've heard that these monoliths are dwarven? Yeah, I don't remember I hearing so. that before. I don't think we've ever heard much about the monolith's or origins before ever. Monolith Origin, the next spinoff. We're just <laughs> yeah. going way back to the first dwarven monolith maker. First monolith. <laughs> We're just gonna keep keep going, going back, back and back and back. All right. So Fjall and Ayla at this point realize we gotta be together. Dog clan, rival clan. How can we trust each other? Blood oath, and this is me Woo! going, don't do it, don't do it. Don't slash your palms. I swear to God, don't slash your palms. Oh, okay, okay. They just slash their wrists instead. What the fuck? I literally because I was I was gonna fucking die. If they, if they cut their hands, if I, I saw another thing where people take a fucking massive sword, any kind of blade, and cut their fucking open palm with it, mm-hmm. and when they didn't do it, I was like, "Oh yes." And then I saw them do their wrists, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> okay. I like that she kind of cut over her Raven Clan. Yeah, like yeah. she has like a tattoo. Yeah, I yeah. like that she kind of cut over that. Um, yeah, it, it was symbolic to do it, but still, I'm just like, "Oh, hey, no, go back to the palm. Go whoa, back to the whoa, palm." Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I but remember no, it there is... were so many moments when I was watching this at the premiere and I was thinking, oh no, oh no, oh no, Brett's mentioned this before. And I was like, phew. <laughs> if, I would have, if, if I would have been there, I might have had enough wine to be like, no, not the <laughs> no, palms. Not your palms. Not your palms. <laughs> and then just stood up, started clapping when it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they do that. All right, so here's where the thing that I was going to tie together. Back mm. at Zinthria, we're like hop, skipping, and jumping. We are, yeah. Merwin, the Empress, speaks of civilizing people, or their arts, and their culture spreading. This is mm. massive Nilfgaard vibes. Is it? And, I think it's like the birth of Nilfgaard. Yeah, Golden Empire, the Golden Sun. And this is Zinthria, which is modern-day Sintra. Mm-hmm. This is not where the Nilfgaardian Empire started. That was back in Nilfgaard, like way in the south. But, mm. and this is some kind of like, I don't know if this is going to be Netflix lore or whatever, but this is definitely like Witcher lore, is the Nilf- Nilfgaardian language is rooted in elder speech, like Elven. They have okay, Elven yeah, lineage. Yeah. That's why during the wars, they more easily lined up with the Scoia'tael. It was easier yeah. for them to do it because they had this tied history. It's like Nilfgaard are part human, part Elf, where the Northern Realms are humans and the Scoia'tael and all them are Elves in the elder speech. So I do think... By the end of this series, by the end of these episodes as well, they're going to lay the groundworks here, I think, for like Nilfgaard. Like maybe Merwin or her people or the most loyalists or something like that are going to be banished and they're going to go south and yes. maybe settle in the banks. And, oh, we're going to call this place. I don't know if they'll do it that much. but I, Yeah, they I, won't I'd make like that obvious. Yeah, I hope something like that would be happening. That'd be a cool little if you know, you know kind of moment. Yes, I love those little if you know, you knows because – it's something that you maybe notice on a rewatch as well if you maybe weren't um, completely clued up on your first go around. Yeah, and it means no, it's not like, oh my God, what does that mean? What does that mean? I have yeah. to know. It doesn't mean anything. It's just an Easter egg. Yeah, it doesn't have to mean anything. And it's quite cool that it could end like that. 
Um, but yeah, I definitely I got Nilfgaardian vibes all over because she's wearing these amazing outfits as well. And it just, you yeah. know, I was thinking Nilfgaards are very their their armor is always very flamboyant and well, more so than the normal armor anyway. Um, but her outfits, she must have this is episode one. She's yeah. got like at least six like couture gowns, every hair, scene, makeup, eye makeup, yeah. whole thing. And I'm just like, shit, this is like the best character to get to play i bet <laughs> she had a ball oh yeah <laughs> if she it's liked unreal. it yeah, yeah. exactly if, if she liked doing that i bet she had fun with it if she ever starts really talking about a son then i'll be like okay this is fucking Nilfgaard. yeah do that alarm bells are ringing <laughs> yeah all right so baylor visits the previously mentioned syndral in his cell this is a guy yeah. with the monoliths and all that is being locked up and says that he is ready the master monolith and hey congratulations Sindral <laughs> obviously thinks otherwise and has big regrets yeah i feel kind of sad for him at this point he's like looking out the window of his cell at them dragging up done? this monolith and he's like what have i done yeah. so he's obviously done some research into this and figured out their power and now he's realizing that this is being used for evil and is regretting it massively and he's been locked in jail so i don't know how that's come about let me know he's going to be one of the seven because he was in the intro screen he is in the intro screen with um oh I can't remember how to pronounce the name. Is it Zakira? Zaki yeah, Zakira. Uh-huh. It's his celestial twin. We will see her season. God bless it. Series. God damn it. <laughs> Episode two. <laughs> season <Yeah>. series. <laughs> Take three. You can't strike me out. <laughs> I just free swing at the first two. <laughs> we did see another one of the seven back in we saw we got a quick glimpse of brother death there sat watching them from another table like that was it so i didn't even write him down yeah yeah it was a very quick glimpse episode. yeah which again is one of those kind of awkward things i mean i guess they put him in there but i don't know how much people would remember him i don't know it's not a, yeah. not a big deal otherwise but we will see him episode two see i learned come back at it <laughs> Baylor speaks to this disembodied voice again he goes through this portal that provided the beast to him Mm -hmm. And says, it's not enough. He has the whole continent, but it's not enough. I'm lowborn. <laughs> no one will ever respect me. And he's willing to sacrifice anything for more mm. power. Yes, and he wants that chaos magic. The chaos magic. Interesting. Yeah, he's willing to sacrifice anything. Fjall and Ayla seek out the latter's former swordmaster. <laughs> this is Sion. Sion? Sion. 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 Yeah, the yeah. last of her tribe, the ghost tribe that apparently mm. Fjall's tribe wiped out all but her. Yes. Raven Clan, Aelish tribe, took her in, trained her, and she wants her ancestral sword back from Zinthria, which is in their trophy case. Yeah, so Fjall's like, yeah, I've, I've seen that that sword. It's up. He knows exactly where it is. So they're trying to convince uh, Skian to come along on this journey with them. And she is just, I mean, Michelle Yeoh is stunning. Like, I don't know, the blue eyes, I know we made fun of the the blue eyes whenever they dropped the, um, do you remember when they did the whole promo thing and it was like, yeah, she's going to have blue eyes. And we were like, oh, amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. I don't <laughs> remember, remember the that. To Doom event. No, I don't. At the To Doom event, we were so excited about Blood Origin trailers and that. We didn't get anything apart from... Oh. Michelle oh. Yeoh saying, "Yeah, yeah, I've my that's, character's gonna have blue that's, eyes." That's right. We were like, <laughs> and we were like, we stayed up for hours. <laughs> did all. I got drunk at two in the afternoon for this. <laughs> blue eyes, but they are they are seriously stunning, and I think she is so ethereal and um, 
Lawrence told a little story when we were at the premiere where um, on his first day of meeting her, everyone was kind of nervous like yeah. to meet her. And uh, he said that she came up to him and uh, she says, let me take a look at your ears. So he showed her his ears and she goes, I see where they hired you and then walked off. <laughs> oh, his like natural ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, are they big? I don't know. Like I didn't notice, oh, but that's what it's... she that's what she said to him apparently, and then just walked off. So oh, yeah, they funny. they were all kind of they all kind of seemed like in awe of her. Like I think she's just really, really stunning actress. Well, I think she's also it's not exactly the same. By no means is it exactly the same. But the same way like Henry Cavill to The Witcher was yeah, this yeah. well known A-list actor amongst a bunch of unknowns. Yes. And with here. Michelle Yeoh being cast was a big name. Like to me, it's just like, oh, they got her. It's yeah. going to be good because she's fucking good in everything. Mm-hmm, and, exactly. And it's one of those where, again, these are all very younger. You know, they haven't done anything too big. Mm-hmm. She's like a legend. She's been a household name for like 20 years, at yeah. least in the States. And obviously beyond that, maybe, you know, obviously the uh, other world, I can't speak about that. But at least for the last, you know, 20 years or something, she's been a big name. And so for her being in it, I can see where it's like, oh, this is somebody They've grown up watching. They've seen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but to no disappointment, she's incredible. Yes, yeah. great. Uh, the, I mean, the highlight to me, the surprise to me, was Fial, and yeah, she was probably the highlight. And it was one of the things we had as a final thought, but we can kind of just talk about it now. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes were great. This yeah. is great. They held on just long enough. There's no quick mm-hmm. cuts. Boom, 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 boom. You could tell it was happening, but yeah. enough to keep it exciting. And not over the top. Not over the top. Yeah, exactly. And I've said this before, but one of my favorite things about the fight scenes is the the sound, like the sound that the axe the makes when he like wars it, and when she gets her swords out, it's so unnatural. Like I doubt swords make this noise in real life, but it's so, <laughs> like it just puts you in the moment even more. And then she, Michelle Yeoh, was just fighting with like her sheath of her sword. And yes. she was just outplaying them with everything. And it was such a cool moment. And I liked that it was putting an emphasis on how they need to work together. She's trying to teach them how to work together to to fight better as part of a clan. And they're kind of forming their own clan here. Um, and just the whole setting of this scene as well. Like one of my final thoughts is the location. Um, a lot of it's filmed in Iceland and I've been there. I've been on those black sand beaches and it's just like, it's when I, when I was there, I was like, Iceland's one of my favorite places I've ever been because it felt like I was on another planet. Yeah. Like I've been to beachy holidays. I've been to snowy holidays, but this literally felt like I've been, like was, I could have been told I was on Mars and I would have been like, Oh cool. Yeah, this is Mars. Um, but the black sands are just so bizarre. And then it's like the hills and the waterfalls and the snow, and it's just the most beautiful country. So when I heard they were filming there, I was like, this is going to look sick. Yeah. It feels, and they call it in the show as well. It looks like the edge of the world and I haven't mm-hmm. been there, but I'm definitely going to go there <laughs> sometime. Oh, I thought you meant I haven't been to the edge of the world. <laughs> well, now you have. Yeah, the Iceland. There you go. Yeah. I have three swords hanging on my wall over there. They don't make a whirring sound. No. <laughs> when I pick them up. Just, <laughs> as, yeah, it's just no, but that, yes, that's something they've done in The Witcher that we've gone. Yeah, yeah. The Witcher well. does it so cool as well. It's so good because, it, again, it puts you in that moment. It also feels instantly dangerous. Like that yeah. whirring sound, I can feel Feels like sharp. cutting, yes. Like it's cutting through the air. I can feel that, okay, it's easily going to cut through some skin. Uh, the last thing I had about Sky, God damn it, Scott, Skyan, 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 yes, right. Skyan, Skyan, okay. 
Skyan. Skyan. Yeah. God damn, Skyan. There you go. Whatever. I'm leaving it at that. Uh, she feels very Jedi-like and speaking yes. how they fight with too much emotion and how it controls them. And she also quickly becomes their mentor before they know it, talking yeah. shit, getting them to fight, and then seeing like, dude, you're too emotional. It's too easy to read. And yeah. that's Fial. And then Ayla. You've you gotten rusty. You've gotten yeah. rusty. You're not working you know, off of him. You're just attacking on your own. You're not playing off of his attacks or him playing off of yours. And so two becomes three. And I almost forgot one of my favorite things about this whole episode, this is my final, final thought, is that obviously there's all these different accents and you hear people shouting different things and they've just kind of let some Irishness slip into this. Like in the very beginning when she's singing in the bar, there's people shouting in the background, go on you girl, yeah. And that's just such an Irish thing. And then when Fial's walking up to the brothel, he goes, are you well? Because you're looking well. Like, that is such an Irish thing to say. Yeah, like, people's, like that's just, like, such a common thing. And when I heard him say it, I was just like, as if he's just, like, dropping that in. That's <laughs> what I really love about, like, them putting, like, modern kind of things into this kind of, I know it's not medieval, but, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. back in time kind of world. They just chuck in these little modern sayings that I literally, like, say to my friends all the time. And it's just, like, it's quite cool. All right, so we need him. We need a what's the crack then? Well, if he says what's the crack, I'll die. Just, <laughs> what's the that's crack? That's it. He just, he just walks in, what's the crack? Yeah, we haven't heard that one yet. But yeah, I think we've got everything covered on here. The only thing I had on there was the rushed feeling. It definitely feels, although I say that, I don't know, maybe because I've watched it twice, but yeah. it doesn't feel rushed in the sense of, I feel lost. Like I know no. what's happening. Even after one viewing, I knew what was happening. Yes. When it's from the bottom up and it's boots on the ground and it's those two and now it's the three, their little Hansa, if you want to call them at this time, mm -hmm. their fellowship. I love it. It's great. The show's not trying too hard. It's getting mm -hmm. into the characters. It feels grounded. And yeah. it's not bad when you get to the world building and the stakes and the thousand year war and all that. It just loses it for me. And that's just a personal thing of mine. Like, I'm not saying it's poorly written or anything like that. I'm mm -hmm. just so much more interested in the Rogue One type stories in the yes. Jedi universe and in this. And it's with The Witcher as well. Like, we have to go through it through Geralt and we have it in that sense. But when you get to that, it's those moments from the books where Geralt just happens to go through a random village and yeah. he has to deal with the problem through random villagers who, yeah, there's an Elfgardian invasion. Yeah, they're all this war. They're just trying to get through the fucking day, and they don't give yeah. a fuck who the king is. They want to stop being killed by a monster. They want to stop being killed by soldiers. They want to fucking eat and have peace. And mm -hmm. to me, that's where this excels is when it's just those two on the next stage. So yeah. I enjoyed this. I'm not saying that because we got paid <laughs> off. I'm not saying that because we got it earlier, screeners, because like I said, that's become normal now. It's not that much mm -hmm. special anymore. We're I'm so spoiled that I expect them. <laughs> and when we have to wait, I'm like, why aren't we getting them? But no. And maybe because it wasn't that, the, that my standards had dropped. Maybe because we just didn't know anything about it. We maybe it's actually nothing. paid off yeah. for Netflix not so. doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I remember after I watched them at the premiere, I was kind of like, oh my God, I really enjoyed that. And then I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's because I'm like caught up in this moment, like this really special day, you know, we're there. It's you know, very, it was a very chaotic day and it was just super special. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this with a pinch of salt because I might just be really excited over this whole day. Uh, but then when I rewatched it earlier, I was like, no, I really love that. And like, I, I totally agree with you that like the smaller, more everyday stuff in that big world 
feels so much more interesting. When I said that I felt like it felt rushed, I think it was more just because I was sad that there's only four episodes. And knowing that there could have been six and how much I enjoy the characters and the story, I think I'm just kind of disappointed that there's not more. For now, absolutely. And like, yeah, we yeah. I think we mentioned this before it started. We'll see how they stick the landing. Because again, we've only seen the first two episodes. Yeah. It could run into a ton of problems wrapping things up. The rushed mm-hmm. feeling could really come to a head there. And this is, we don't even, it's just, again, it's pure speculation. If that's the case, then I'll be sad. But yeah, at yeah. this moment, I think I love those two characters, the Ayla and Fial. And now yeah, with Skype. So but yeah. yeah, at this point right now, I'd be like, damn, I'd like to have a whole episode, like a, an entire episode from this point where it's just them gathering their group. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of episode two, the fellowship is there, the haunts is there. And mm-hmm. then they've got like two, three episodes of fighting and doing all that. Yeah. And now, like we mentioned also, the longest episode was the pilot. This one was like over an hour. Yeah. And the last episode is like 42 minutes or 46 no minutes. Way. Then the other one's like 52. They almost get, get shorter. Like shorter it towards the end. And so that's just, I don't know. Like I said, reserve judgment when we watch it. But I was so pleasantly surprised yeah. by this episode. I hope that people who came into this wanting to hate it, I, first off, I hope they just don't watch it and spare yeah. everybody their thoughts. But I just hope people came in saying, I'll take it for what it is. I don't give a shit that they're not doing anything from The Witcher because it's the same thing we said with Rogue One. The Rogue One has like no mention of Jedis and yeah. the Force or anything like that. It's its own grounded story in that universe. And that's what this is. And there is all that stuff, you know, that we know is coming and it's all going on out there. But this little story of these like seven random people is just... I think it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm, I really want to go and watch the other two episodes now, <laughs> but it's nearly eleven o'clock. <laughs> yep, save them for your trip. So. Yeah, I'm traveling on Friday, so I'll watch them then. Yeah, that's going to do it. If there is a lot of people here listening to us for the first time, mm. we have all of our links below. We got a lot of stuff on there. We've got our on the path Discord there. We generally put out a lot of news first there, so you're kind of first to know everything yeah. behind the scenes stuff of what we do, anything like that. Links down there for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're doing these Witcher, Am I the Asshole kind of things. (laughs) We put clips on there. Anything from the future, we'll put on there. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to those. Check those out. And we also have Patreon. Again, thank you all you patrons out there. We've done House of the Dragon. We covered every episode from the House of the Dragon season. One thing on Game of Thrones. We are now doing a watchmentary kind of like a watch along commentary where you sync up the witcher season one to us we've done the first three episodes that's been a lot of fun revisiting and a lot Uh more fun watching it together yeah yeah it's been so much fun re-watching that because when we first started talking about doing it we were like yeah it'll be funny like and we'll just we'll do it as a fun thing to do on the patreon but then when we've been doing it it's like this is actually hilarious and this is so much better than i remember as well Yes, that's another thing, too, because I remember liking season two a lot more than season one. And generally, mm-hmm. genuinely, just season one being like, oh, but through the first three episodes, it's like, oh, maybe because it's three years on now. It's yeah, it's a long time. It's been a bit. So just happy with it. Yep. If that interests you, please check that out again. Big, big thanks to your patrons out there. Lucy, where can we find you? You'll find me at Lucy J. Robin on any social media platform. All right. Find me, Fox Ride for Twitter, The Fox Bride on Twitch and Instagram. We are both streaming on Twitch and playing through Witcher mm. 3 
death march runs. We're doing things a little differently. I'm doing one <laughs> as naked Geralt's. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were doing that until I came into your stream the other day and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't plan on it. And then I was like, okay, if people sub, we can take a piece of armor off. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to fucking do this. This is like, it's fun. It's challenging. It's a good challenge. Good yeah. challenge. And you're doing 100%. I'm going to try. I actually don't know. Because people keep looking really shocked at me when I'm like, I'm going to do 100%. They're like, really? I'm like, I actually don't know how to do 100% of this game. I think I need to get like a guide of some sort. Yeah, you'd have to. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to try and 100% it as much as I can. At least achievements, um, right? Yeah, achievements, all the quests, all like your treasure hunts and stuff. All right, so be sure to check those out as well. Join us next time as we dream, defy, and maybe get a little desperate. Ooh. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Why am I waving? <laughs> they can't see me. <laughs>